Okay, so we'll get started on Daf Nun Hey. Um, we're going to take it from the top of the page on Nun Hey, and we're learning Lili Nishmas from Abash Simon and Rishabah ben Aliyah, and Daniel Bernat Baruch Ben Yudaleib Ve'Amy, his Nishamah ben Aliyah, and also Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Alevi, his Nishamah ben Aliyah, and Rufu Shleim at all who need it. And with that, Rufu Shleim, including you. Okay, thank you. Okay. So we started off yesterday's daf with a question. The question is, is that uh, how can Rav say that this five on either side, 32 mil apart from each other and five in the middle, then it combines less than that it won't combine. We have a source that talks about five in Kfar Chananya, and then you have another five in Kfar Utni, and these two villages, the village of Chananya and the village of Utni are... 32 mil away from each other. We just happen to know that. And they don't combine unless there is one in Sipoiri, which is smack in the middle, which tells us basically, like Shmuel's opinion, that even a single one in the middle is enough to be mitzvah the two sides, to combine the two sides, which disproves Rav. So Shmuel, to answer on behalf of Rav, says maybe it's not talking about where it's five on either end, but it's nine on either end. So then, if it's nine on either end, so then even a single one in the middle would be already enough to um, to be to to work it to, to, to because either side that it goes to it brings it up to ten, and since it could bring it to side A or side B, so then it combines it all as one. Should be both sides. To, what? So both sides together doesn't count. So it's nineteen grand total. What? But both sides together doesn't count then. Eight, uh, what? According to this opinion. What do you mean? Five and five. If that's what you one, need to get to your ten, that ca- won't work according, according to, to, no, to Rav. According right. to Rav, right. Right. Okay, so that's just uh, to explain it on behalf of Rav. Comes along Rav Papa and he says, and according to Shmuel, Wants you to know that you don't even need a sheep in the middle. That was just uh, extra credit. It even works without the sheep. Um, because after all, you have five on either side. Even if the, the, the shepherd would be in, happen to be in the middle, he combines the two to each other because he can look one way and see the, the sheep and count the sheep, look the other way and count the sheep, and then it also works if he's there. And even if he's not there, but if his stuff is there, so that also, since... Where his stuff is, that's where he has to go. So therefore, it also works, and it's able to combine from the two sides. So the rock comes along Ravashi, and it's, what about a dog? Does a dog count as, um, uh, count as, as, as his stuff or not? And the reason why it should not count as his stuff, because he could just call the dog, and the dog will come to him. So therefore, it's not like he's, it's like his location. Um, but sometimes dogs don't listen, and then you have to go get the dog. So therefore, it maybe will be. So we remain with the teiku, and we don't know what, how to look at a dog, and that's the story. Okay. Brings us to the shita, the opinion in the mission of Rameyer, who says that the yardin is a hafsik for Meiser Behema. Comes along Ravami and says the explanation. Well, what is the meaning of this? What is Rab, Rabbi Meir say this? He's saying, first of all, it's basically a simple practicality. Can these animals come together? And if there is a barrier, like a river, that doesn't allow them to come together, that's when it can't count as a single flock. 
However, if there is a bridge that crosses from the other side of the Jordan to this side, and the animals are able to cross the bridge, so then that's basically good enough for us, and that would create, uh, that would work. Um, that does combine the two. Um, which is basically saying that it's a simple practicality. The problem with that is, uh, we have a question that it says that if there is some on the other side of the Jordan River, and, you know, on the two sides, or even in two different provinces in the same country, um, uh, or, uh, or from Chutzlar, it's Teretz Yisrael. So none of those combine into a single, uh, into, for my Bema, to get you to the number 10. Now, which is now clearly from Chutzlar, it's Teretz Yisrael. It's not less than a, than a bridge. Of course, you can just walk over. So what is the, um, what's the deal over here? If, it's a, if it, the law is based on a practicality, so then why would there be this, this, uh, these boundaries? So comes along Rav Chibar Abba in the name of Rabbi Yochanan and says, you know what? Argues on Rabbi Ami. He says that the real reason is because it's a boundary. That's the reason the Apostle calls Yardin a boundary on the eastern side. And therefore, it's, uh, whatever is on the other side doesn't, uh, doesn't connect to the, what's on this side. It's based on the fact that it's a boundary. And therefore, outside of Israel to Israel will also be a different boundary. So the Gemara says... Um, okay, uh, so the question is, is that um, the Gemara wants to know is that uh, if that's true, so then what about all the other boundaries that we find in Tanakh? The, if you study Navi and Sefer Yoshua, it talks about the, all the different borders of the different tribes. It also calls it a gvul. So are you going to say that it doesn't connect from one side to the other side? There's a lot more boundaries then. So the Gemara says that's different. Pasuk says, um, uh, this should be for you, for, a, uh, for the boundaries around Eretz Yisrael, which tells you that only the, rounding of, the surrounding of Eretz Yisrael creates boundaries, but not, um, not within Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the case, so guess what? Jordan is not around Eretz Yisrael. It's right smack in the middle because there's the eastern side is also part of the Jewish. Uh, uh, we're you know part of the Jewish inheritance. That's where the tribes of Reuben, God, and half of Manasseh were located. So the Gemara says. Um, so uh, the Gemara uh, basically said that uh, it's uh, you're right, but the Torah actually provides that although it's still part of Eretz Yisrael, but the Yardin is referred to as a, a a separate boundary, even and it's called when you cross into Eretz Yisrael on the Jordan. So it actually refers to um, refers to that as being a boundary. Okay, so. Um, the Gemara says that in fact it's possible that this dispute here is Machlokas Tanoim, because it says in the Pasuk, Ke'atem Ovrimes Yardin which tells you that uh, that the other side of the Jordan is called Eretz Canaan and not the other side and not the eastern side of the Jordan. That's not called Eretz Canaan according to Rabbi Yudav According to Rabbi Shimrei it says Yardin Yericho, which tells you that it's the same as Yericho, just like Yericho is part of Eretz Canaan, so to on the other side of the Jordan is like Eretz Canaan. It's, it is part and the same, and that's how that's two opposite ways of looking at it. Do we consider? And therefore, that would be really the different the different the differentiation between Rabbi Ami and um, 
and Reb because Rabami is basically saying that there's nothing special about the Jordan. It's just that you can't practically cross it, but it's still part of Eretz Yisrael, the same as anywhere else. And then on the other hand, you have uh, the other shita um, of Rav Chiyah which basically says that uh, that it's it's because it's a legal boundary. That's the main reason, and it, that's the uh, opinion of the Tanakhama here, uh, reviewed the Ben Okay, so that's what we're saying is perhaps the dispute comes along. Rabbi Barachan it says the name of Yochanan. Oh, one second, I skipped a, I skipped this section. Um, uh, no, that is where I'm up to. So comes along Rabbi Barachan and the name of Rabbi Yochanan, and he says that uh, Yardin is called only from where Yericho starts and then further south. And uh, he says, uh, what re- regarding what Allah is not really relevant, if it's as far as vows go, and if he says, I'm not going to benefit, or I'm not going to go on the, you know, on the other side of the Jordan, so it goes by what, whatever people consider the other side of the Jordan, how, how people refer to it. It's not based on some arbitrary area that, uh, that the Torah dictates, it goes by how we refer to it ourselves, it goes by the way we speak. So, um, and uh, so it must be that it's referring to Meiser um, Bema. That as far as Meiser Bema, there is a uh, only farther down in, where the Jordan is. Does that call is that called Me'ever Le'Yardin? That it doesn't work. Um, and in fact, uh, if you look in a Brisa, it really does say this. Um, Brisa talks about the Yardin traveling from the Banyas all the way up up north. And then it goes on to the Yama of Sivchi, which is called the Chula Sea, I think, in uh, mm-hmm. modern Hebrew. And then it goes to the Yama of Tveria, which is the Yam Kineret. And then it goes to the Yama of Sodom, which is the Dead Sea. And then it goes all the way down into the Yama Godo, all the way down south, the Mediterranean. Oh, I think. Um, no, no. no, where's that? We're just going to the Red Sea. It goes into the Red Sea, right. It goes into the. calls it Yama Godol, even though it's. Uh, it doesn't go part, nothing, doesn't okay. go all the way to Yamagoto, but whatever. It's eventually attaches. So um, and and the Yardin is only me basically So that's the same same idea. Comes along with Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. He says, "Why is it called Yardin? Because the word is the contracted word of Yored Midan, because the very northern area was the tribe of Dun's property, and it comes down from Dun." Um, come, uh, Rab Abba told Rashi, I have another basis for that. It says, Vayikru lo leleshem dun, b'shem dun avim. The land of Leshem is done because of the father done. And Rabbi Yitzchak says, What's Leshem? That's Pamayas. That is the Banyas. So the Banyas is called Dun. Dun is Yarding. It makes sense, actually. Now, um, the, and uh, that's what we learned that the, the Yarding came from Mars Pamayas. Okay. Once we mentioned this, so we got into a few interesting, like, sort of side things. So we said that the main f- strength or source, the source water for Yardin, is the Banyas Spring. Um, so if they, and so if a person says, this is relevant, because if a person says, I won't drink water from Mars Pamayas, the entire Yardin is basically prohibited because that's where the water is coming from. Blood is is found in the liver. The liver is basically considered like blood, and therefore the it would follow Rabbi Yitzchok's halacha, which is that if you have a liver that liquefies, 
it has the same status as blood that it's metami bravias. All water of the world is basically coming from the Euphrates. It, that's the, the source, and um, and 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 uh, and that's based this idea of Rav Yudas and name Rav. Somebody makes a vow not to benefit from the waters of Pras, then all the waters of the world are prohibited. So Kumar says, how could that possibly be? If he says, I'm not going to drink from the water of Pras, doesn't that naturally mean only the water of Pras that he's not going to drink? But the other water he will. So the Kumar says, you're right. It's not where he said it that way. He had to say, um, 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 if any water that comes from Pras, I won't eat. Even if it's not in there, I won't drink. So then that would cover all the waters of the world because it's viewed as the source for all the waters of the world. So, uh, and that's what the Gemara explains, that all the rivers um, of the world are subsidiaries of the three primary rivers mentioned in Bratius, and uh, they are actually subsidiaries of a single, they started from a single one, which was the Euphrates. And uh, the Gemara says, um, but uh, the spring, there are springs that are much higher than the Euphrates, how does that work? So the Gemara says that's not, uh, that's actually not that impossible. The, these are underground <coughs> tunnels, so to speak, that are ladders that, the, that the, comes out from the Euphrates and goes up and is able to climb above. Um, so the Gemara says, I, the Torah, refers to the, a fourth river as being the Euphrates. So the Gemara says, no, that's the fourth river, meaning the one that we mentioned from before. Then we saw Rameyer said in the Brysa that the other name of Pras was Yuval, and we quoted a Pasuk in Yermia about it, Val Yuval Mishalach Sharasha. And the reason why it's called Pras is because the wa- its waters are constantly reproducing, basically. And uh, this supports Shmuel, who says that the river um, comes from its own sources, and therefore it's Kasher Mikvah, according to Shmuel. And it's not primarily rain, which is not like Rav, who says that the primary source of, or a significant source of the Euphrates River is rainwater. And if it rains in Eretz Yisrael, that's what feeds the Euphrates. The father of Shmuel was actually Makbid, that his daughters. You have a question? Yeah. There was, uh, before the flood, there were four rivers that flows out from the Gulf Correct. And then after the flood, the uh, Tigris and the Christians are known. But where did the other two go? Did they go under the, the Gulf of uh, Iran or something? Or it's, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to know what the... Uh, the <clears throat> they covered with water. It's hard to know. We don't know what happened. We just have a description of these. And it's not uh, just uh, which rivers are being referred to. Some we know the names of the Tigris and Euphrates. Chidekel, we know what it is. The Euphrates, we know what it is. But the other rivers, we're not familiar. There's could be a lot of. Yeah. When I was in New York, I saw some satellite photos. Yeah. uh, And it looked like it looked like that those two rivers that are lost are underneath that were covered with the Gulf of Iran. Could be that area there. It's possible. Garden of Eden was a huge place. It was, but. But uh, at least the Gemara describes it as a very large place. Okay. But we, we don't know where it is. Okay. Not the first one to try and find it. There are a few people who are looking for it. We may have to die for it. Anyway.
All right. Anyway, so uh, the Gemara then says that uh, the that that uh, Ra, uh, the father of Shmuel would make for his daughters a mikvah in the time in Nisan season, which is after the rainy season, and uh, mats in the Tishrei, which is after the dry season. And the reason why uh, that it needed a mikvah in Nisan is because he held like Rav that basically. Rainwater it could be a primary source for the Euphrates, and that's where he lived near the Euphrates. And he said that maybe it's going to be primarily rainwater, and that would be kosher for uh, mikvah, and uh, if it's flowing, so he needed to make a, a separate mikvah. And in the and the rainy in, when it's before the rainy season, the the river is running low. There's a lot of mud on the ground, and um, therefore there's um, the there's a fear that there will be a division, a chatzitza, separating between the, them and the water, his daughters and the water, so therefore he would have them stand on mats, which lifts them above the mud, and that uh, was his solution for that. So that's the story, and that is, as far as we got to yesterday at the Mishnah.